to episode 15 of Long Hair Do Care. I'm your host, Georgie Corkery, pronouns she, her, hers, also happy to go by they, them, theirs. And this podcast is all about queer, intersectional, eco-feminist topics. And today's topic is something I'm excited about because I'm a new resident to Logan as a grad student. The topic is Logan Pride Foundation. And today's date is October 18th. I'm actually back recording this because I get to make the rules. It's my podcast. So the facts, the information I will be sharing is from the week of August 1st, 2021. I'm in a very different place now, so hopefully the recording sounds good in this podcast compared to some of the first ones that I recorded. To talk about the Logan Pride Foundation with me today is special guest Carol D. Malanta. Yay! <laughs> D. Malanta? Yeah, you got it! <laughs> <laughs> and they are board, a board member of the Logan Pride Foundation. So, hi, Carol! Hello! Thanks for having me. My pronouns are she and they. Um, today, I feel more like they. <laughs> yeah, I get that. <laughs> I actually. Today, when I was sending emails, mm-hmm. I have she, her, hers at the bottom. Yeah. And some days, I, f- I just change it to she, they, or just they, them. Mm-hmm. And I wish that there was options at the bottom of yeah. our like signature to choose. Like a Maybe, drop down. Yeah. <laughs> it might be the future because yeah. people it change day to day on how they identify. Exactly. So, Well, I know on Google, you can have different signatures so you can like have a signature yeah if you feel more like using she that day or if you feel more like using they but i haven't Mm -hmm. and maybe more casual ones because sometimes i have to sign as uh well not yet but like georgie the podcast host or georgie from autobahn or something there you go yes (laughs) take notes gmail we're giving you ideas and i want five (laughs) percent Before we jump into the topic today of the Logan Pride Foundation, we have to talk about very important things from the week. Again, this is going to be information from the week of August 1st, so I might not remember all the details, but the first thing on the agenda is talking about the cats we've interacted with this week. Carol, have you interacted with cats this week? So many. So many? Yes, because I foster cats. <gasps> so I actually have, I live with seven cats right now. Oh my goodness. So I've interacted with those seven, but then my neighbors also have cats. So at, at least two more. So okay. nine, nine total cats that's, for the week. <laughs> that's great. I think looking back at my notes, nine is the max I've ever interacted with in one Ooh, week. I'll have to surpass that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe if you come on again, you can yeah. be like, I saw 11. 22. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that would be a great goal to aspire oh, to. Yes. You're fostering cats. How lucky and how uh, gracious and generous of you. I just love it. Like- They're incredible. I worked at the kitten nursery in Salt Lake City for best yeah. friends. Oh. And it was just feeding and bathing and helping kittens poop which is way more adorable than i thought it would be they're so cute Mm -hmm. you Uh. would think well i remember because i had kittens at one point as well i remember being told that they can't poop on their own and that you would have to help them being like oh that's so disgusting but when you do it you're like oh come on (laughs) yeah and you're like do it you're like good job and they kind of move their little bum and shake their tail i love 
cats. Same. They're my favorite. That's why I share. Yeah, um, this is the important part of the whole thing. <laughs> so what are the names of your cats? My cats. Okay. Um, I have three. They're, they are Deku, Nimbus, and then my third one is Ginny, like Ginny Weasley from Harry yeah. Potter. <laughs> and Nimbus, like Nimbus 2000 yes. from Harry Potter. Yes. Kind of a nerd. Decker was the first one? Deku. Deku. It's from a, an anime that I watch. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I know. Like, back in the day, I remember anime was like, ugh. That person, there's that girl who watches Now it's anime. cool, though. Yeah, now it's cool. People really like it. I know, so I'm, like, not as ashamed to tell people that I watch anime. Yeah, don't be ashamed. <laughs> I like this new thing of nerds being cool. Yes! I'm absolutely. a bird nerd, and people are like, that's so cool. And other people are like, mushroom nerds, and they're so cool. It's, yeah. it's great. I like it a lot. It's nice that people can be into what they want to be into. Yeah. And that other people are like, oh, that's awesome, instead mm-hmm. of like, ooh. Yep. <laughs> Caring is cool, everybody. That's why it's called Long Hair Do Care, because I care a ton, a butt ton. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> the cats that I've interacted with the week for this week are one cat named Pepe. Oh. Pepe is fat and white and fluffy and super soft. He has kind of this like striped ring tail, blue eyes that are kind of cross-eyed. He's super cute. I might have talked about him on an episode before this, but I definitely am going to talk about him at some point. His human is named Kelly and Kelly's awesome. Kelly, I don't know if you listen to my podcast, but if you do, shout out to you. And Kelly has a brother named Nick and Nick has a cat named Captain Hammy. And Captain Hammy is ridiculous. I think I'm going to actually post a photo of Captain Hammy on the Instagram because (laughs) Captain Hammy's nose and eyes are, it's like they were shrunk down and then they're on this really wide, fluffy face. And the eyes, they're closer to the nose, but they're still huge. And he was a little kitten and he likes just... Incredible. I got to see A very cat. unique, <laughs> smush-nosed cat. I, I'll show you a picture when we're oh, done yeah. recording. Yeah, I got to see And these. I will post one on the Instagram. You guys should follow me on Instagram. I made one of those to promote the podcast because I realized that was something I should probably do. So, Captain Hammy and Pepe. I love these cats. I just um, love their names. <laughs> oh, they're great. Wildlife that... I've interacted with of the week August 1st was none. Granted, I probably saw birds, and birds are incredible. They are the number one wildlife that we interact with every day. They're very important. But beyond that, apparently I did not see any wildlife. How about you, Carol? I'm pretty sure that I I heard a few birds like outside my window waking up, but I don't remember seeing them. Okay. A couple squirrels. Yeah. That's probably about it. That's fair. <laughs> right. Do you know the bird calls? No, not spe- just like the little tweeting noises. Is it like? <whistles> no, not quite. Okay. <laughs> more like, like more like really high pitched and fast. Huh. Like, I can't whistle, so I can't imitate it <laughs> I know. They're, I mean, what I just did was a chickadee, but they also do this, like, chickadee-dee-dee-dee-dee, and they're super oh, okay. cute. okay. I've definitely heard that yeah. call before, but that's not the bird. And I bet around here you've also heard the call of the California quails, the one with the funny... <gasps> And they go, Chicago, Chicago, (laughs) Chicago. 
and it's really cute. Now I can't unhear that. <laughs> yes, I have heard that. I just didn't think they were saying the word Chicago. Yeah, for, there's a thing with birders where they try to make American phrases okay. that the birds are saying to help them remember oh, the sounds of the birds. That's brilliant. Yeah, it, it is helpful, but then sometimes I am like, how do you hear that? Some that's of them make true. sense, mm-hmm. like the Chicago for the California mm-hmm. quail. And there's the great horned owl. Not to get on a tangent about birds, but birds are very important, this folks. This is a great tangent. <laughs> <laughs> great horned owls. Oh, nope, it's a barred owl. Oh, My birder okay. friends would not have liked me had I got that wrong. <laughs> the barred owl goes, who cooks for you? Who <laughs> cooks? Who cooks for you? That's awesome. <laughs> and it actually sounds like yeah. it. Yeah. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I've heard that one, too. At night, <laughs> likely. Um, yeah. They're great, but... For wildlife, you birds. <laughs> birds. Yep. Tesla count for the week. I have 31, and I know there were some wow. halves in there, but I, I didn't count the halves. Um, <laughs> they're just not as important. Halves are electric cars, which are cool, but they're not Teslas, so mm-hmm. I don't count them as Teslas. They're just half Teslas. I but see. 31, which is pretty low for the numbers I've been counting lately. I wonder if that week... Oh, that week I was... In Logan. Yeah. So in Salt Lake, I see a ton of them. And in California, I see a A lot. A lot. Yeah, because you were just in California. Yes. I was there visiting my parents, and that's like all the cars I saw basically were just... Oh, man. It's nuts. In Salt Lake, I'll see around 40 to 70, maybe 100. I can see that. And when I was in California, it was over 200 Mm -hmm. easily. Lose count. I don't even remember how many I passed. After I went there, I bought a clicker, and that's oh, how yeah. I got my Tesla's. Click, click, click. I can yeah. click them. It's data. Yeah, it's data. I'm you a scientist. Yes. <laughs> I'm now a grad student. I'm soon to be an official scientist and not just a Tesla counter. Ooh, but... there you go. Title upgrade. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so conscious content consumption for this week is She's Gotta Have It. It is an American comedy drama television series created by Spike Lee and Tanya Lewis Lee. Yes, they are married. I really wanted to refrain from saying, and his wife, because yes. people usually discredit <laughs> these awesome women mm-hmm. just because they happen to be married to somebody who is Famous. talented. And it's like, hey, you know what? They might be just as or more talented. This mm-hmm. has happened a lot historically with scientists. But yes, Tanya and Spike made this. It's based on Spike Lee's first feature-length film done in 1986 of the same name. She's got to have it. I actually accidentally watched it trying to watch the first episode of the series with a friend and I was like whoa this is not the television Netflix (laughs) series that I thought it was and I was like oh there's a movie so it's actually based on a movie but then Spike and Tanya revamped it and turned it into a TV series that is on Netflix in 2017 as of right now in 2021 there are two seasons it is One of my favorite, if not my favorite, TV series on Netflix. The premise is that Nola Darling, played by the gorgeous DeWanda Weiss. Love. Oh, she, (laughs) I, I very much like her in all forms. Nola Darling is a sex positive, polyamorous, pansexual artist and feminist juggling partners, friends, ambitions, and though it's not the focus of the series, stereotypes that come with being queer and poly. 
it's integrated really well into the show as it goes along. It's like, hey, this is everyday life. And then these are just the general struggles, whether they are microaggressions or whether it's big conversations that she has to have with partners and friends and families because people <laughs> usually don't understand polyamorous people and they're like, what in the world are you doing? You're just sleeping with whoever you want. And it's like, hey, it's more nuanced than that. I will say, however, that this show is not the perfect portrayal of healthy polyamory. There's all sorts of different ways to do it, and it was just cool to see that there was representation yes. of polyamorous people in a TV show that was so good. It is an artfully done show with high-quality long shots that also encompass black history, music, and art in subtle but impactful ways. One of my favorite things is all the songs that they play mm -hmm. in the background. Once the song is over, even if it's 10 seconds or if it's the whole song, they'll throw up the album cover. Oh, cool. So, like, between shots, you'll, you'll see it. It addresses so many different things, and it's just fun. I have to watch that. Uh, I highly recommend it to everybody. The actors are great. It addresses some body issues, body shaming, and wanting to change your body, and then people pressuring you to also accept your body and not change it, which you can do whatever you want with your body. <laughs> if you want tattoos, if you want a bigger butt, if you don't want to dye your hair, if you want to cut your hair, if you want to have no hair, if you want to have hairy armpits... It doesn't really matter. The only person who matters to is you. Yes, because you're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and if you want to show off your body or if you don't, and these are all issues that they talk about or address in the show, especially around bodies of women, of queer people, and people of color. That's which awesome. It was such a great perspective and beautifully done. The shots are incredible. And the clothes that DeWanda Weiss wears... Oh, <laughs> I just, I don't know if I want to be her or just marry like her. her. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure. She's <laughs> great. And of course, this is the character that I want to be and marry. But I'm sure in real life, DeWanda, I mean, she has to be cool. Oh, definitely. Oh, man. If Spike Lee and Tanya <laughs> Lee are like, yeah, they're probably all be on cool. this. Yeah. They probably all be our best friends. Probably, you know? I think so. <laughs> I hope that y'all listen to my podcast and come on one day. I'd be really happy about that. But, you know, I'll keep the expectations low. Low bar. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any conscious content consumption that you, you want to share? After hearing about that TV show, it made me think of... So we're starting a book club here at Logan Pride. Ooh. And the book we're reading is called Let's Talk About Love by Claire Can. I almost thought it was Carol Can because that's <laughs> my name. I love it. <laughs> but it's, it's actually a book about, like, the main character, she is Ace. So, mm. like, whereas that TV show is about polyamory and how people think that that's strange and unnatural yeah. or whatever label The flip people, side of yes. that. This is about a character who's asexual, and the very first thing that happens to her is that her she breaks up with her girlfriend, or her girlfriend breaks up with her because of her being asexual. And asexual and ace, just for clarification for anybody listening who doesn't know, same thing. Yes. It, one's like the shortened version. Yeah. <laughs> it's like bi yeah. versus yes. bisexual. Exactly. 
I, I haven't read the whole thing yet, but I really have liked the representation in it so far because the character, Alice, she is black and there are there's also a Filipino character in there and I'm Filipino. So I'm like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I see you and yeah, me. I see right? me and oh, you. I love, love it so far. So, yeah, if you get a chance to read it, it's definitely really it's more like a college age kid that's the demographic they're aiming towards but even though i'm older than that i'm still like i'm into this yeah <laughs> and it's almost nice to read stories about younger people doing that because yes. it, it's almost like fantasy for us like oh i wish that my college years or even my high school years oh, had definitely. that understanding yes. <laughs> of life oh, definitely <laughs> so, especially here going back to the book uh, the cover looks amazing. Is it a novel or a memoir? It is a novel. I believe okay. she's written several books about different queer Ooh. characters. But this one was suggested to us by a bookstore owner in Salt Lake. Um, Which one? Under the Umbrella. They're just barely opening. Specifically, a queer bookstore. Oh, oh, yes. I read about them in the Salt Lake Tribune. I'll, I'll have to go because I have a list of books that I need to buy and I like, I love yes. supporting my local oh, yeah. bookstore. So <laughs> check out Under the Umbrella. Also, Ken Sanders and King's English. Great places to go if you're looking to buy books. <laughs> well, I will definitely have to buy that real soon because oh, yeah. I have a hard time with nonfiction. And if that is fiction, novels just pull me through and uh, representation is very important to me. Definitely. That's why I like to do conscious content consumption because we're all consuming it mm -hmm. all the time. And we have to think about how what we're consuming frames our lives. Yes. That being said, let's jump right into the topic, which is Logan Pride Foundation. Oh, uh, yes. It wasn't cats. <laughs> it wasn't cats. <laughs> I will let you take it away with how long it's been here, okay. how it started, and any programs that you guys are doing. Logan Pride Foundation has um, been around for quite some time. I'm not sure exactly when it started because it's, it used to be under another foundation. Okay. But we were officially Logan Pride Foundation, I believe, in 2016. Five years is pretty good. It is pretty good. And at first, it wasn't. we didn't have like a physical meeting place for a long time. We finally got this house, I think, in 2019, I want to say. So it hasn't been that long that we've actually had a physical place to meet at. It's always been going to yeah. a coffee shop or going to someone's house or something, like meeting at the park. And might I just say the address, it's 69 East, which I was like, yes. ha ha, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I'm a dumb kid, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also right next to an yes. LDS Mormon yes. church and really close to the Logan LDS Temple, which all yes. these things together is representative of where we are, which is Absolutely. Logan, Utah. Yep. Yeah, we're like right next to the tabernacle, but we're part of this building actually is owned by a church. It's just owned by oh. an Episcopalian church next door, St. John's. Okay. And they have been amazing. They let us have this space. It's like a historical house. Too. Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah. They, they were just so gracious to let us use nice. this Nice. So you're renting this space. Mm -hmm. That's yep. great. For a steal because St. John's is amazing. Hell yeah. Thank you, St. John's. <laughs> right. <laughs> So we haven't had this space for that long, but since then, we've had COVID, you know, like things yeah. have just gotten in the way. So we're trying to build back up our programming. Right now, we mostly have support groups 
got a disabilities and chronic illness support group. We're starting this book club November 1st. I don't know if this podcast will be uploaded by then, but whenever it is, I'm sure the book club will be going. Always welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Other groups we have are like Food and Friends, specifically a men's group masculine okay yes mask folks yes they meet and they bring food and have a potluck sounds like it's fun yeah (laughs) i have heard some people push back on the idea of men's groups yes which is unfortunate because as men are mask presenting folks age they tend to make less friends leaving them more lonely and more reliant on female or femme presenting partners or just their partners in general and then without a partner they're really at a loss which does lead to a lot of loneliness and potentially suicidal thoughts so it's great to have men get together especially in a way that's not hyper masculine oh yeah whether it's over sports and just knowing that it's over cooking and maybe maybe it is hyper masculine (laughs) i I have no idea i've never been to these groups but i imagine that it's a really warm space for men to connect with each other as humans. Oh, yeah. And that's what I've heard, too. I haven't been to any of these either. But my partner goes, and he loves it. It's exactly how you described it. Yeah. Like, they all, they get to be themselves and be around other masculine presenting, you know, Mm -hmm. like, just be around people who understand them. It's a nice environment for them. And Logan Pride, we try to do, we try to be very inclusive obviously, but we also understand that sometimes people want to get to know other people who are like them. Yeah. So we want to do a good mix of that as we continue adding more programs and more groups. But yeah, food and friends. I'm like, we need an equivalent for the ladies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, some fan presenting events. (laughs) Not to stay on this topic for too long, but it is really valuable to be around people who have your same experiences to reflect on Mm -hmm. and studies have shown you know if you're a white female or femme presenting person your best friend is likely to be the same in Mm -hmm. the same age group and then if you're queer you're likely to have a queer best friend and same with different incomes Mm -hmm. and and race and gender that was kind of the main one there i don't think that should always be the case Obviously, we need diversity and we need different representation and to know that there are other experiences out there, but it is nice. I mean, that's why there are a lot of uh, femme groups, like maybe female running groups. I did a Mm -hmm. backpacking for feminism, which was all femmies, Mm -hmm. and it was great because, one, that's usually a very masculine space. And we just completely stripped it of that and then built it up the way that we navigated it as typically smaller human beings <laughs> maybe a little bit more flexible yeah. i don't know but yeah i think that's really great yeah i just like that we try to do both you want to meet people who have your same experiences but you're right you do want to branch out too yeah. so we still have programs that are welcome like the disabilities and chronic illness that's anybody yeah and it doesn't have to be a physical disability there's no like oh you're not disabled in <laughs> yeah to be part of our group just anybody is allowed to come and chat with us. I really like that. Having that disabilities group all-inclusive is nice. I have often heard of groups 
maybe an anarchist collective specifically in Salt Lake that I will not name. <laughs> People are like, why are you here? And it's like, man, I'm not alternative enough for this alternative group. Like, get out. <laughs> so having groups that are, <laughs> that don't put parameters on yeah. it. It's like, well, if you're an asshole, don't come. Exactly. Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. And people have liked that too because they're like maybe you have a mental illness or something yeah it's not something that's visible they still can come and share and yeah yeah get support that's great just an idea for a femi group that yes. could happen <laughs> would be a once a month clothing swap oh i it. am such a big fan of clothing swaps everybody just comes and piles a bunch of clothes in the middle and Grab then a lot of it too. at the end can be donated yeah Um, So just throwing that out there. I like it. I'll bring it to the board. I (laughs) love clothing swaps. They're my favorite. Going back, you had the, you mentioned a first support group. Yes. Oh yeah, there is. There is a wellness. It's not a wellness group. It's like a healthy food potluck. Oh, okay. That's what it was. (laughs) Okay. I haven't been to that because... You know. That's okay. <laughs> That's not really As good time at eating healthy. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool that there are um, two groups that are centered around food. Oh, yeah. Like positivity <laughs> on positivity. Yeah. It's a good thing. And then adding community in. Oh, yeah. It's so good. And I think it's nice that there's one that's specifically a healthy food because some people go to potlucks and like, oh, I can't eat that because of either food restriction, like diet restrictions, mm-hmm. or maybe they have diabetes or something like that and yeah. they just don't feel as included it's like for them yeah (laughs) i really don't like it when somebody shows up to a potluck with like costco cookies i know there's not a costco here yet but (laughs) but one's coming a costco is coming to logan everybody (laughs) but if you go to a potluck don't just bring store-bought cookies Mm -hmm. no shame but a little bit of shame. I'm throwing shade at you. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes life gets in the way. It's but... true. <laughs> but, you know. At least, like, maybe support a local place. Yeah. Like, maybe go to a local bakery and grab cookies there. Mm-hmm. And we are what we eat. And you don't want to be a lame cookie from Costco. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly don't want to be. That's true. And when you're, like, in the line for the potluck and you're eyeing things that you want yeah, to eat. Yeah. And then no one takes the cookies. <laughs> yeah. And then someone's like, take them, take them. Yeah. And they're like, no, <laughs> I feel pressured. These cookies, guys. <laughs> so, continuing on with the Logan Pride Foundation, how did you get involved, and why, on a more personal note, why is it important to you? Back in 2019, when we were, we finally had our own space, and we being um, oh, this Logan foundation, Pride. yes, Logan Pride Foundation. We were doing programming that was for all ages. And we started a tutoring group for people who are school age. We wanted to have kids who are 14 through 18 years old come have a safe place to do their homework and get help if they need it, if they didn't feel comfortable asking their teachers for help. And that's how I got started because I was a teacher for seven, eight years. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's what I went to school for. (laughs) I don't teach anymore, but that's how I got started with the foundation was tutoring those kids. That's really cool. Yeah. um, Good for you for being a teacher. Oh, thank you. I was a paraprofessional for two years. So I, I felt like I did what the teachers did. Minus all the prep work oh. and the after work. So I just got to hang the out with the kids. <laughs> some parents I interacted with. And really? I did have some prep work because I taught them um, some special ed classes. Oh, yeah. And a running class with Dane. Shout out to you, Dane. He's That's so awesome. He's going to get married this weekend. What? Go, Dane. And Emily. Woo. 
feel like there's a lot of weddings this month. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> who wouldn't want to have... An October. An October yeah. wedding. Spooky season. October's the and best it's month. not too hot. Happy <laughs> wedding, Dane. I'll be there. And hard brag. I got invited to Dane's wedding. <laughs> <I did. laughs> so you taught before, and mm-hmm. then did you teach here in Logan? Yes. Well, not in Logan, actually. Um, I worked for Cache County School District. Okay. And I did resource all... I was out in Richmond at North Cache for one year, and then I was out at Millville for the next, like, eight, seven years. Okay. Wow. (laughs) However long it was. (laughs) And I taught resource. Okay. So special ed, but the mild, moderate... I hate putting those terms on it, but mild, moderate disabilities... And I loved it. It's just when the pandemic happened, it was yeah. A lot. It being teaching through that was quite interesting. Uh, oh, yeah. For our school, we did a lot of in person. It was Roots Charter High because we have a lot of students that need it. They you know they need the safe space mm-hmm. and they need the in person interaction for you know a number of needs reasons. So we for were sure. in person, which at first I was like I'm gonna quit, and then I was like you know what socializing with these 200 people every day i need it it's <laughs> and I, true oh, it's true <laughs> i it fed my soul i would not have fared well with the pandemic had i not worked at that school so same at first we taught virtually when like back mm-hmm. in the spring and everything shut down the year after that though we taught in person yeah um that's which same i was like i need to be in person because <laughs> online was like oh my goodness yeah. All the technical difficulties and all that. There's... And all the technology disparities between families was heartbreaking. It's it's a lot. And we did what we could mm-hmm. at the beginning of the pandemic. And hopefully it's ending. I know. And we're doing what we can. Yes. Exactly. Um, exactly. And maybe I'll go back to teaching. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so here at the center, not there's no more tutoring? Not right now, because we want to have enough people to volunteer for Mm, that. That makes sense. And that's something that we are trying to get, is more people to volunteer here. But I know people are nervous because of the pandemic. Yeah. And also, just, it's like... It's like we started from square one, almost. Yeah. Trying to rebuild the foundation, because really nothing happened during all the shutdown yeah and basically the entire year after that so we're just trying to start over and get our bearings mm-hmm. again well if anybody listening lives in logan yeah. uh this is a, a volunteer opportunity mm-hmm. so that's pretty cool and where i met you carol mm-hmm. was at the logan pride festival yes. tell us about that and why the festival happened and what your goal was So the festival was actually our main goal when we first started to revamp Logan Pride Foundation. We're like, this is the event that everyone remembers us for, and this is how we get a lot of our funding through the booths and through people just coming by and giving their donations, buying shirts and whatnot. So we really focused on that. But the goal of that whole entire festival was just to let everybody know that we're still here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're still here. We still support you. And the theme was stand together, like stand up, stand out together. (laughs) I liked that a lot. Yeah. It's a reminder, be yourself because we're here for you. Like we're in this together. It was smaller this year, but it's okay. (laughs) I really liked it. And I came at the tail end, but 
it was still really nice. nice. I chatted everybody's ear off at every booth. <laughs> I was like, tell me all about this. And they're like, yeah, so are you interested in these services? And I was like, no, I just wanted to know about them. <laughs> I just wanted to talk. <laughs> kind of a dick move, maybe. Uh, dick's probably the wrong word. Dicks can be very nice. Um, probably a rude move in some instances. <laughs> but I just want to know, and I'm curious to like see. That's more of my data collection. Is yes. like, ah, how was the social structure of the queer community yes. here? I got some good some good data from that too. Yeah, yeah. The, the people who had booths at our event, they really wanted to be there. It wasn't just businesses that wanted to promote. Mm-hmm. We wanted the booths there to be helpful to the community, but also be supportive of the community. Yeah. We didn't want to have any businesses that were going to be like against us. You yeah. Know? <laughs> and if I could, I'd have every single one of those booths come on and talk about their oh, different stuff. Yeah. So spread the word or if you're listening, who if you're one of the, you know, small <laughs> members of my listener community, reach out. I'd love to have anybody in the queer community in Logan or Salt Lake or Utah come on because it's a really interesting place to be queer. Yes. Logan especially. Oh, yeah. And maybe some context for that. Like I said, I'm from the Salt Lake Valley. I used to be pretty involved in the Utah Pride Festival there as the sustainability director. Dream volunteer position. (laughs) It was awesome. I loved it. A lot of that changed with the pandemic, unfortunately. But Salt Lake City is more liberal than the rest of the state. Mm -hmm. I assume maybe Park City is the second. I don't know. (laughs) Possibly. I don't know. I don't know what would be next, but Salt Lake City is the most liberal. It's also where the capital is. Mm -hmm. Uh, Had a huge festival. The Utah Pride Center's there. And it's a really, I think, progressive town comparatively to the rest of Utah. And then coming to Logan, I was a little nervous because yes. I heard it was second most LDS populated next to Provo. But I was nervous <laughs> to come here because I am pretty liberal in my thinking and um, I think marijuana should be legalized. I think uh, the marriage age should at least be 21. Oh, Definitely not God. 18. I, I agree. <laughs> I think that we should talk about sex education in more than just an abstinency uh, yes. mindset. Like, just put a condom on a banana out of school. No one's gonna die! Nope. Um, <laughs> but those are, you know, all different things. So I was nervous to come here and... I I immediately just started sending out the bat signal to everybody in my cohort that I was talking to, like, oh, yeah, queer, queer, queer ecology, eco-feminism, queer community. And they're like, you should meet this person. You should hang out with this person. Oh, good. So it was nice. that they weren't just like, I'm not going to answer you. (laughs) Yeah. And I think being at a university, I have a leg up, especially in the natural resources college. Like, I'm surrounded by a bunch of outdoorsy environmentalists progressives and they're like oh they them pronouns cool cool cool. i'll remember that if i don't if i mess up yeah Yeah. it's it's nice to be (laughs) i think academia is at the forefront of change in certain situations and my program definitely is so that's been cool that's awesome I went through the education program, so it wasn't quite that cool. Yep. <laughs> well, maybe uh, if for 
whatever reason, if you do go back into academia, you can you can be that representation. Yes, there we go. <laughs> and, but yeah, that's the context for Logan. It's a little bit more conservative, but it's really cool to see that there is Logan pride yes, here. And, yeah, it hasn't been easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, can but I ask you <laughs> what the struggles were, if you can yeah, say them? Um, when we were, when we have tried to deal with the city about things regarding the Logan Pride Festival, there's just always been a little more work than we feel yeah. like other festivals have had to yeah, go through. Yeah, more red tape. Yes. Because you do have to get permits, yes, right? Yep. You have to have all the permits, have all your ducks in a row, but it just felt like there were a few more hoops they made us jump through that other events that I've seen did yeah. not have to deal with. <laughs> You're like, okay, <laughs> Lisa, I'll do it, but... <laughs> and then just even having our building here around all these other religious buildings. Yeah. Is, I mean, I don't, I haven't experienced anything personally bad happen or any graffiti or anything like that defacing our building here, but I'm sure when people walk by... <laughs> they could be begrudging. Yes, like the sidewalk that's by the tabernacle that faces us. I never really see people walk there. Yeah. But on the other sides of the tabernacle, I see a lot of people walking there. And the tabernacle <laughs> is of LDS church building. Yes. I, I am not knowledgeable about the I LDS religion. I think it's where they sing... That sounds right. I definitely because there's like have the Mormon yeah. tabernacle, the choir, choir. Yeah, <laughs> we're both like. Uh. <laughs> I think that's right. I'm. I feel like sounds, I've heard ninety five percent accurate at the moment. I feel like I have to ask someone to be sure. But yeah, um, and you know they do have a really great choir. All things oh, yeah. being said, well, and the music coming across the street. Oh, You're angelic. Like, oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> If people want to get involved with the Logan Pride Foundation, what's the best way to do that? And what can they get involved in, whether it's volunteering or these groups that you've mentioned? Yes, they can email info at loganpride.org, and that will probably come to me. But, <laughs> <laughs> but the other people can check that as well. And there is a survey to fill out about the types of things you oh. want to volunteer for. But basically, what we want to do is to have more groups, like people who would be interested in facilitating those Got groups it. or programs. Like I really want to start a BIPOC, like BIPOC potluck or something, like some kind of meeting thing, but I'm already running the book club. So it's like, I don't want to yeah. take too much on my plate, but <clears throat> if there's somebody out there that would want to do that, that's the Anybody interested, stuff. BIPOC. Yeah, right? Anybody. <laughs> and for people that don't know what BIPOC is, BIPOC is Black Indigenous People of Color. And I think, I'm not sure, I think it applies to whether you are queer or not. In Salt Lake, they're really revving up Cutie Pock. And it's queer, transgender, oh. people of color. Love it. <laughs> and that group is really trying to amp up their game because they do feel like representation in the queer... In the queer community of people of color is mm -hmm. especially lacking in Salt Lake. And okay. it's cool to see that here in Logan, you're already in it. You already know it. Like you, Yeah, like we're a tiny community, but we still want that representation because there are people like us that out here. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe uh, at the end of my two years, if I do just my master's uh, and I come back and interview you again, things will be different and yes. built up and that <laughs> groundwork that you did after the pandemic 
has all paid off. Oh, I hope so. It already feels like it's starting to pay off. Yeah. Like we've had more interest in our groups. Even the, so on Saturdays we have the coffee and cocoa. Mm. It started out just like me and one other person. But last time I went, there was like 10 people there. I'm like, yeah. yes. <laughs> well, next time I'm in town on the weekends, I would love to come to that. Definitely. So people can email info at loganpride.com. Org. .org. Yes. I'm sure you have a website. Yes, it's actually under construction right now. Okay. Um, we had Wix before, but our person who does our website now was like, I do better with a different program. Nice. <laughs> and that's Logan Pride so, Foundation? Okay, loganpride.org. And mm-hmm. when it's done being under construction, I'm sure there's ways to communicate there. Yes. You mentioned a survey that asks how people might want to be involved. Mm-hmm. Is that just by emailing? Email for now, and then we'll Eventually the on the website. Yeah. Perfect. We'll put it there. <laughs> and how do people hear about your events? Do you send out newsletters? Um, that's something we want to get started, but right now we I'm trying to think if we have, we used to have like a survey monkey, but it has gone defunct. So yes, just through email. That's the best way to communicate with us. Okay. Um, we don't have a newsletter yet. Do you have a Facebook or yes, Instagram, Facebook. social media? Facebook is more updated. Instagram, not as much because I'm not as familiar with Instagram. <laughs> you and me both. Yes. Sorry, Instagram followers. <laughs> yeah. Basically, I'm the one who's behind the social media. Okay. So if, you if have I your hands in a lot of the things. If I don't know how to use it, then yeah. Nice. I'm trying to learn Instagram though, so it, I try to keep it as updated as possible. Nice. Either of those are good. Okay, cool. Well, if anybody is in Logan, uh, consider getting involved. I know I'll definitely be more involved now that I know some more information. Yay. Half the reason why I wanted to come interview you, <laughs> but also because it is so good to have community that you feel a part of. Yes. So, way to represent that in Logan. Yeah, that's the, that's the goal. <laughs> Before we close out, I have to say thank you, AJ, for the intro music of this podcast. He composed and performed it. And as my dad always says, use your head and be clever. Bye, everyone.